Welcome to the podcast, Transformations. My name is Nick Bank, and I'm your host. On this podcast, a guest first shares a personal story of transformation, then listen back to it and reflect on their own experiences. So hello and welcome to the podcast, Transformations. Today we're in a bit of a different setting, and uh, I'm with Susie. Susie, can you explain where we are right now? Hi, Nikolai. Yeah, I'm very happy to join you here on a very nice walk in the autumn sunshine of Fontainebleau in France. We are actually uh, currently attending our seventh module of the Executive Masters in, in Change program of INSEAD. And yeah, decided to engage in this short podcast discussion during our lunchtime break. That's great. Well, Susie, great to have you on the podcast. So you and I, we know each other through, uh, through INSEAD, but for those that don't know you, would you mind just telling a bit about yourself? Yes, of course I am. So um, who is me, Susie? So I'm uh, basically uh, born in Hamburg. I'm uh, half German, half uh, Japanese, who grew up in Northern Germany, um, going to school, studying engineering, and then entering the corporate world as a 25-year-old female. Very, very excited and um, uh, my first uh, assignment was in a financial institution in Frankfurt, uh, working as an in-house consultant. And um, yeah, that immediately lightened my passion basically for change and mm. I've been true to that for the last more than 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe a personal fact or personal fun fact for me as well is uh, I'm uh, passionate about sports. So uh, I did yoga for many, many years and um, lots of running in my, in my, my uh, years of profession to balance off the stress of work uh, with some um, sport activity and something that had, play, had place, uh, played to my advantage is that I moved to Switzerland 13 years ago and uh, Switzerland has beautiful runs mm. in um, yeah, marathons in the cities and also in the mountains. So mm. I've been a long distance runner in that aspect for a few years. So not only a long distance runner, but also in terms of height meters, is that how you measure it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah? So. Um, there's uh, one very famous run that I uh, really recommend to people who like running. That's the Jungfrau Marathon. And um, the last one was uh, done in September this year, actually. And it was the first time they were able to do it after Corona. Oh. So uh, everyone who was running was super excited and was a brilliant mood already. Yeah. And even though we weren't optimally trained, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to, to, to see all the runners again and see all the supporters on the side to help with the, the water supplies and, and, and uh, the foods and so on. And it's a brilliant experience that also brings um, you close to the Swiss, Swiss culture yeah. a lot. Susie, thank you for your introduction. Um, during our uh, preparatory conversation, I asked you to consider uh, some sort of a transformative experience, something that we could talk about on the podcast. But um, I also asked you to think about if you have a personal definition of transformation. Mm -hmm. Do you have something you want to share to that respect? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, 
one uh, let me start with the second part of your question mm -hmm. what uh, transformation means for me mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think I would say that uh, transformation for me is a state rather than a thing mm -hmm. so um, I said before I was uh, entering the corp or the, my professional career in a role that was uh, supporting change and as a consultant you're often um, faced with a journey that has a beginning and an end so you have a kickoff meeting typically and then you go through different phases of a project uh, successfully or unsuccessfully hit uh, different milestones yeah. and at some point you celebrate the success and that's it have a post-mortem analysis yes. and then hopefully you do better next time or yeah. you are happy with the result and unlike that uh, for me transformation is an ongoing journey so you're continuously developing you're continuously learning and um, in the field where i was working for many years which is financial institutions um, transformation was the ongoing journey of moving from the previously very traditional and conservative way of um, running banking into more agile organizations for mm -hmm. example or venturing out into new products using technology in a different way becoming more efficient and also changing the mindset around continuous improvement yeah so i would say um, that wraps it up, wraps it up probably yeah. And now you have to remind me of the first part yes. of your question. So again. that's great. So the question that we, yeah, there was just a couple of horses passing us here as we're going yeah. through the beautiful forest. <laughs> um, my question would be, what experience did you choose to share today? Yeah, so um, I think one, uh, one transformation that kind of uh, I keep coming back to, and I was also, um, like uh, gathering experience from different lenses, from different perspectives, is the transformation of moving from an expert role into a leadership role and then developing in a leadership role. And I like to share, um, share about that because I think um, throughout my own personal journey that has um, yeah, that has had its ups and downs and um, in my role as mentor and coach uh, more recently, I see that uh, yeah, leaders are struggling on all levels and it doesn't really matter whether you are in a first time leadership role, being appointed a team leader the first time ever after maybe having done a successful expert career or whether you are already in a top management role and you are given the responsibility of a large mandate that when you start into it or you embrace it, it feels much bigger than you are. And there's all types of um, yeah, very happy moments, but also uh, moments of fear uh, in that. And uh, it's a transformative approach for me to grow into these new roles and then continuously yeah, develop their skill sets. So, I wouldn't mind talking about that if you don't mind. No, that sounds very interesting. It, is there a specific point in time or situation that that you that you that you re reflect back on that was that was relevant to you? Yeah. Um, interesting that you're asking that because um, I think in terms of leadership, there's a 
so many different situations that come to my mind now because organizations constantly change. So mm. if you are lucky enough to be given a responsibility in a type of leadership role, um, you have to constantly develop because organizations change. But if I want to pick an example, I think um, one probably quite also uh, shaping and lasting experience was when I was given my first really more sizable um, leadership uh, responsibility. I was working for a global bank at that time in Singapore. Um, I was having no leadership responsibility at all at that time. And I moved from a more uh, operational role towards a business role. And um, within that business management team, I was uh, basically given the responsibility to build up a new functional organization that uh, was supposed to serve all the country heads in a mm. financial services firm. And uh, we were implementing a functional organization uh, overlooking uh, 200, um, I would say junior to medium experienced uh, experts in the front organization. And that meant that uh, me in this role of head, uh, I had to reach out to the um, let's say, to the receivers of that new service, which was the country heads, very senior managing directors in the organization, and uh, explain to them what our added value would be in order to get their buy-in and their support. And then I had to go out and uh, encourage and motivate uh, 10 experts in the organization to join my new team which was a totally new function so they were very uncertain of mm. is this going to be a, a good role and um, is this a role where i can develop into something bigger or is this just a um, trial thing a pilot and half a year later i'm going to ma be made redundant because maybe the support organization is not being seen as valuable so um, there was a lot of human emotions mm -hmm. um, involved in that hiring process and um, the other thing was that uh, this organization was looking after these 200 so it felt really really much bigger than than i was at that moment and i didn't have much hand holding let's say from someone senior helping me moving into this role and i think it was the first time where i experienced how lonely this could feel and um, yeah how much teamwork is also uh, helping you through those situations because as soon as you find your first allies and you find someone to bounce off your concerns with um, yeah it becomes much easier easier yes. and it's probably also one of my biggest values to create trust and empathy within the team and then function as a team and not as an individual trying to run an organization so that was the situation and it's almost like in a I got a Christie novel, and then what happened? So, what was the what was the transformative experience that happened in that setting? Mm -hmm. mm, I would probably look at that through two lenses, and one is more personal, and one is more business. And if I reflect on it um, from a more personal uh, aspect, I think uh, there's much that I learned from that. I was. Uh, let me think about it. I think I was 32 at that time. Mm -hmm. I had just uh, given birth to my second child, I mm -hmm. think. I have two children actually, who are now teenagers. And at that point in time, my older son was two years old and my younger son was, was basically just born, he was half a year. So um, 
the transformative experience certainly was not only to be seen from a professional perspective, but also from a perspective of how do I combine all these different priorities in my life all of a sudden, because as a mother, um, and I think probably most of uh, those that, that have children or, mm. or parents to look after or a pet you love, mm. um, that is in certain situations, it's an absolute first priority. And yet, on the other hand, uh, balancing that with what was going on at work and the priority I was giving to that was uh, partly quite a challenge. And I think it made my capacity to uh, put feelings into the one area of my life and into the other and made it much bigger. It was a big training experience from that perspective. And if I look at from the business side, um, yeah, I think the transformative uh, experience was that um, if you embrace organizational change with a positive mindset and as a team basically pull in the right, uh, into the same direction, then you can overcome the emotional fear that is sometimes at play mm -hmm. when you move into a new role without knowing whether this will, if you look back to it five to 10 years later, yeah. it's going to uh, uh, positively impact your career or not. So, um, and, and as a change leader, let's say, I mean, we were distinguishing a little bit, a little bit between change and transformation, but in that aspect, at some point, of course, launching a new function has an end. And then uh, you can basically say, okay, we are running it now. You're going into the first monthly cycle of, measuring success or maybe having your monthly meetings or maybe having your staff calls and then you have the second month and the third month and the first year and the second year and then you come into a type of routine and um, for me that was kind of uh, beautiful to see how in the end uh, you can function in a trusted way and, yeah. and move forward your mandate and really focus on what you were hired to deliver yeah. rather than on the change journey itself. Yeah. yeah, so it almost sounds like, and this is not me interpreting, but just trying to understand. So it sounds like instead of having like a, like a, like a binary fail, you know, success fail mindset, it was more on, okay, so from a sense-making perspective, it is possible and it was possible for you to combine the different roles uh -huh. at that time and, and it sounds like it was also something new for the organization to both work in that way to have a person like you working in that role uh -huh. under those circumstances so it sounds like you were you, you were running a lot of experiments at the same time almost yeah absolutely and and i also learned that sometimes less is more mm. so um if you're faced in a complex organization with what you perceive as a complex change and and of course if you have many stakeholders in the game then there's all types of requests and it becomes more and more complex as you go i learned that it's uh, it's good to focus on the most essential things so identify three main goals for example in the mandate and as many things weren't really unclear uh, i basically took the opportunity to really listen to what the internal clients were we're seeking, we're searching for, and we, um, if we take that as a concrete example, we um, basically settled at some point on three main goals, uh, which were um, risk management, so um, 
helping the organization to be more aware of its risks and manage them more effectively. The second thing was change management, so helping with our organization um, to uh, kind of flow down, change top down into the organization. And the third thing was talent management. So basically um, using our organization to identify where the best talent is and, uh, uh, and implement measures to retain them. But also, and I think that's also very important, to identify where are knowledge gaps and help those talents to close them and uh, to piggyback and to shadow and to learn on complex processes. And, and with that basically, yeah, create a culture of, uh, of um, supporting each other and working as a team. Susie, thank you for sharing your experience. And now is the time on the podcast where, um, through the wonders of modern technology, we can experience time travel. So I'm going to snap my fingers. And uh, when we come back after the break, you will have listened to yourself. And then we will hear your reflections and perhaps an advice to not a young Susie, but maybe a younger Susie or others in a similar situation. So thank you for today and talk to you in a week. Yes. Thank you very much, Nikolai. All right. Bye for now. See you later. Bye. Hello, Susie. Thank you for coming back on the podcast today. It's now a week later. How are you doing? Good morning, Nikolai. It's cool to be here again. Thank you. I'm doing fine. Um, it has been a busy week after returning from uh, INSEAD last Saturday evening. And uh, yeah, I've been working along quite nicely. Christmas, pre-Christmas time started here in Zurich, so it's quite nice actually. And uh, I'm very happy to end off the week. It's great to hear. talk with you. Yes, and I really look forward to this call today. And Susie, I am so curious. How did it feel to listen to yourself talking about your own transformative experience? It was kind of strange, I must say, because I usually don't listen to my recordings. I was trying to remember whether I actually ever did, and it's probably a few years ago during some training experience that I was recorded on video and then we were listening to ourselves trying to learn about the way we were presenting an idea or something. So it was a bit of a strange experience um, and I'm not not sure I really like my voice on recording but on the other hand it beamed me back into the situation when we were walking through the forest together and yeah it made me feel really warm and it was a very nice memory. It's great to hear Susie. So, after listening to yourself, which in itself can be an experience, what are your reflections? So, I think my first reflection related to the fact that um, during this, uh, in the first, first part of the interview, I spontaneously picked this experience that I had as a first-time leader. And I was reflecting on where I was at that point in time. And I realized this was 15 years ago. And I was quite amazed that from all the experience that I gathered over the years, that I came back to this one. And I was asking myself, why is that? And maybe we have time to elaborate a bit deeper, but I think one of the key points is that there was a, 
a lot of human dynamics involved in the soul experience, both on my side as well as with the team I was working on and the stakeholder system that I was uh, navigating in. So uh, that was something that left me quite surprised, actually. And the second reflection I like to share is that I think it unconsciously like triggered um, a longer reflection than just those 10 minutes that we spent together. So I kept revisiting that moment and kind of trying to capture other leadership challenges that I faced over those following years. And yeah, I think it, it triggered quite a bit of thinking. And I was dreaming more vividly, for example, over the last few nights. And uh, when I woke up, I, I was remembering and I tried to connect whatever I was dreaming about with maybe this experience I went through now the last few days. So from that aspect, very interesting and uh, actually quite uh, happy to wrap it up today at least for this space. Yes. It's interesting the way that you describe, you know, th thinking back on a on a uh, professional experience and it sounded like both a transformative as well as a, a formative experience, uh, your your first role as leader. And when I listened back to the, to the episodes, one of the things that that struck me was that it was not just a professional element. You were also in a particular situation with your personal life. There was a you know, and it sounded like a, a very busy period in many ways, both many ways, both professionally as well as as personally. And I can't help but thinking whether there's something in that intersection that may have made it even more formative. Yeah, and thank you for raising that. Actually, I mean that certainly was another um, another thing that I kind of observed when I listened to it. I certainly didn't give my 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 children and my family and my close friends enough credit for for um for the way they accompanied me through this period. Yes, yeah, certainly as a young mother um, being engaged in a very busy professional career in parallel, it's uh, sometimes very tough and you go through your ups and downs. And um, of course, the children in the end in a crisis situation, they are the first priority. Probably I was fortunate enough that during the time I was, as I as I think I told you during the introductory, I was based in Singapore for 10 years. So um, there was a lot of also outside help that I could kind of get and um, let me support beside the close network of friends or, or family as such. Susie, thank you for your reflections. Um, if you were trying, if you were to give your your then self uh, a piece of advice, maybe something that would fit on a uh, on on a T-shirt, you know, a relatively simple motto. What do you think it it would be? Well, um, interestingly, I can really look back at the Susie 15 years ago now. And um, as I shared with you, um, I'm, I'm now working as an independent consultant and coach. So I'm more coming in from an outside in perspective. And I was trying to put these, these lenses on and talk to that Susie 15 years ago. And I would actually tell her that it is okay integrating the whole self into your situation and with integrating your whole self i mean that um, in in stressful situations 
I tended to be like in a blind actionism running in this tunnel trying to find the light at the end of the at the end of the tunnel and I kind of probably didn't really um, value certain strengths that I had like perseverance for example or like um, the ability and also um, the uh, positive feelings about engaging with people. If you're really busy, then you're so factual and so structured. And I would give her the advice to um, breathe now and then, take a step back and really remember the secret powers that you had already acquired at that point in time. And another advice that I would give, and I'm much more conscious of that uh, as I went on in my career is that I think career as well as life is a continuous learning journey it never ends that you can learn and acquire new skill sets and i would tell that susie that it's okay if you don't know something like for example how to deal with a difficult uh, hr situation or how to deal with a difficult stakeholder um, i would tell her to yeah stand to that and ask for help more i think i was not so good in asking for help and uh, it might have helped me <laughs> in the one or the other situation. Susie, thank you for your, your own advice, so to say. I want to circle back to uh, an expression that you used. The, the expression that you used was human dynamics. And that seems to have played a, a, a large role in, if we call them, both the stories that you've shared, both the, the personal and the professional one. Do you think that is an expression that that carries specific value to you or, or something that, that you have taken with you on, on your journey this far? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting question. I think, and I would actually probably put credit there to the um, executive masters that I'm currently uh, doing in, in SEAT, where we look at more of the academic um, findings or academic uh, foundations of system thinking, of human dynamics uh, that can happen um, consciously, but also a lot of them are unconscious. And I would say 15 years back, I was already very um, interested in people aspects, but I was doing them more intuitively rather than explicitly knowing what I was doing there. And um, Having an open dialogue culture in a new team, for example, was always important for me. And when you're working in Asia, it's especially important because in Asia, I felt the process of building trust is a journey in itself. So you don't enter a room and only by the way of your role or by the way of your authority, um, you have trust with the people, you have to build it. So it's a journey in itself. And when you manage to actually build that trusted base, then you create a team which can work on issues and problems much bigger than you are. And um, I truly enjoyed that. So I would say human dynamics was always something that was very close to my heart as a leader and also as a change manager. But I was probably engaged in it more intuitively and and following my heart kind of thing or learning from others, more senior people in the organization, rather than going back to um, some more 
um, fundamental and academically proven um, systems, uh, models, etc. And um, the journey to really enter this world now from, from a different perspective, also not internal anymore, I call that being on the dance floor. I think I was for many, many decades, I was on the dance floor of organizations, but really going going more into the balcony perspective is uh, very, very enjoyable. And uh, hopefully I can create um, some impact with that as well. Yes, Susie, thank you for your reflections. Is there anything else you would like to share? Anything that you think that we have missed in our conversation so far? Uh, I think, um, no, I think we've been quite broadly. I would I would really wrap it up by um, motivating everybody and also motivating today, Susie, to uh, really continuing the journey and integrating everything, integrating the experience that I make during daytimes very consciously, but also stepping back into a more reflective mode like we did today, and also using um, unconscious dynamics, like, uh, as I said, vivid dreams that my, my, I might have or or you might have and every every piece of data kind of um, helps the journey to be more complete and uh, yeah last but not least thank you very much for um, allowing me onto your platform Nikolai it's been a real pleasure speaking to you Thank you, Susie, and thank you for sharing your experience and taking the time and energy to reflect back on it. And I hope this experience was useful to you, giving you an opportunity to share a transformative experience and to reflect back on it. Susie, you were mentioning that you were working now as an independent consultant. Where can people go to learn more about you? You'll definitely find me on LinkedIn, Suzanne Naomi Israel. Naomi is actually my Japanese name, and I named my company Naomi Israel Consulting. So if you Google that, then you'll find my website and you'll find me. Thank you so much. And we'll also, of course, put a link to your company and your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Thank you so much for today. Take care and talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformations. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to like, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your time and stay tuned for a new episode of Transformations. More episodes on the way.